0: Of Common Ground, I'm a third. I'm Nechma, and this, you guys, is our first ever guest on Common Ground. Hi. Hi. How are you doing, Ignis?
1: I'm well. How are you guys? Good,
0: great. you know, because we have a mutual friend that we met through. I always used to think your name was Jonas. Have you heard that?
1: Yes. All the time. All the time. All the time.
0: you Yonis? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so hard. She, I used to be like, oh, how's Yonis? I'm Yonis. And she was like, the um. girl's name is Eunice, not <laughs> Yonis. Okay.
2: And you just like let it go, or do you like correct them?
1: Oh, no, I, I politely say my name is Eunice. Um yeah. Start with an E, not a Y. Okay. And then like, ah. And then they explain the background as to why they call me yeah. that. And I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, fair enough. Well, good. So
0: one of the reasons why we have Yonis as I guess today is because I met you through an ASO workshop, right? Mm-hmm. So ASO, what does ASO stand for again?
1: So ASO is the Afro-Australian Student Organization.
0: So you are the one, you and Ray usually facilitate the workshops there, yeah? Mm-hmm. And one thing for me, as what I loved about the ASO workshops is they're so inspiring. And you guys actually do so much for the community. But I feel like a lot of people don't, like... you you guys have major events that people rock up to and show up but the workshops people don't usually come there is the workshops for younger teens or Mm
1: -hmm. older people Mm um I like it to be for everyone who's under the age of 25 but if we can also get like young children high school to come along that's really cool too depending usually on who presses attending that's how we'll like tailor the event Mm -hmm. so we can get their age and make sure it's specifically tailored for that age but yeah everyone is definitely welcomed we love people of all ages of African descent love them
0: I think with ASO events you guys usually hold them held them in the city because it's just that's accessible for everyone Mm -hmm. but I also found it interesting that you guys held the workshops in Sunshine Mm -hmm. is it because there's a lot more the African population there
1: definitely yeah as someone born and raised within like the Brimbank region, Sunshine is definitely one of those locations where you know that the demographic is yeah. in Africans is quite large. So. I don't think
2: I've ever been to Sunshine, not seen a black person to be honest. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? mm-hmm. yeah. me?
2: Too. With your workshops, do you feel like it's always the same people coming?
1: No, so that's the good thing. Sure yeah, so um, usually with the workshops we'll go into the library, do a bit of promotion beforehand if um. the turnout when we actually begin it's not that great. Um, And we'll like call people to just come and check it out. And usually it's like a different person, different boy, different Mm. girl. Um, They've just come to like study. Mm. Um, Sometimes they're studying and they're procrastinating. And we're like, yeah.
0: What happens is when there's no one that actually shows shows up to the workshop, you guys just go recruit people to come. Yes,
1: like off the street, like come here. We We have food. We're going to be talking. There's African people. People's faces, like, when you see them, yeah. they actually, like, light up. So really? So you okay. know that there's, like, African people who want to engage with other Africans, so it's really cool.
0: You guys also get do, like, raffles and gift cards, so you guys make it worthwhile for people to come as well. Yeah! yeah. I like,
2: know if I went to an event, sorry, if I went to an event recently, and I've never... Yeah. Won anything in my life. Yeah. <laughs> in my life, yeah. When it comes to like raffles, yeah. In my life, yeah. like, never. Please tell me why I won a jar of all That's <laughs> <It was laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was like, what? I <laughs> think <laughs> <And>
1: that's <laughs> funny because a, I lot never of,
2: win anything, never.
1: a lot of people think that too. They're like, oh, thank you for the raffle, but I never win anything in yeah. my life. I'm like, today's gonna be your day. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna win yeah. today. And then when they win, they're like,
2: what? This is amazing.
1: <laughs> Oh, good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: the main topic today is being African in Australia, okay? So give me your coming to Australia stories or your parents, because a lot of us were born here. Mm-hmm. So, Najwa, go ahead.
2: <laughs> yeah, me the, the river. Um, Well, I was not born in Australia. Mm-hmm. I was born in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my coming to Australia is not that deep, because I literally just came from New Zealand to Australia. <laughs> Well, technically,
0: me and you are both Kiwis as well yes. because I grew up in New Zealand. Yeah, I came here in 05. My parents came from Germany or Denmark. Anyway, Scandinavia. Yeah. The thing is, my parents were settled in Germany. Yeah. Well, tell me why they came halfway across the world by themselves, by the way. None of their family members anything came with them. Hmm. And thought, let me go to New Zealand. I don't know. It <gasps> weirds me out. It's
2: no. like my, my family. My parents lived in New Zealand and they literally moved to Australia. They didn't know anyone in Australia. Yeah. yeah. I think they just had a bit of chimneys and all. I don't know what it was.
1: Yeah, like I wonder that too because my parents came from Africa. Yeah. Um, and then they came and went to like Perth and then Melbourne. And I always wondered like, because they weren't seeking refuge, oh, they okay. came like humanitarian visa. Mm. So I always wonder like, what was behind that? Like, why yeah. did they, what was the, like, why?
0: Yeah. that's actually similar to my story as well because my parents actually left before the war in Somalia yeah so it's like they weren't seeking refugee either they mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. you know what we actually went to Perth as well my parents hated it they yes. ran yes and they ran. There's, no there's actually nothing in Perth I'm sorry Perth,
2: people, for people no, Perth, no but there's but like mines and stuff
0: mines? they were looking
2: to go in the mines there's people I know that live in Perth and stuff literally
1: it's the mines <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> not gonna lie, nothing. Yeah, so what nothing was when you with.
0: Literally nothing. It's like <laughs> there's no entertainment. There's not. But we we were, we were at the park every single day because there's nothing oh, for us to do. So really? okay, since since you guys since we all grew up in the West, right? And we I'm guessing I'm assuming we all grew up around white people. When was the first time you guys actually felt like you guys were different? Ooh,
1: good question. Or did
0: you? Or did? Did that even happen like
2: I think for me on a personal level I was always aware that I was black. Like I always knew I was African. There was never a time where I was in a situation I'm like, oh I'm black or oh I'm African. I think I was always aware of who I am. So I never I never felt like or you know different. Different from others. Because I was always aware of who I was from a very young age. So I was I always knew what I was, where I came from, what I stood for. So I never felt isolated or anything, even around other people i
0: think for me i realized that i was muslim before i was an african Mm. only because that's because i started wearing my hijab at a young age Mm. like grade three grade two and we were walking home one day and someone was like oh get that towel off your head and i was like what yeah and i was like oh my god like i think that's the first time i actually felt like you're not you're not from here like this is not your country they don't want you here and it just got worse on from there you guys see the media now, forget about Muslims, it's Africans now, you know? And it's actually scary because when I look on the media and what they portray about African people, I'm like, okay, so it's a few boys doing things they're not supposed to be doing, but are they killing anyone? They're not, like...
2: But people... why are they doing these? Do you guys, I just just thought about it, why are they doing this? Because they've got nothing else to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, it's
2: boredom that's pushing people to do these things. What about you?
1: For me, uh, I think my defining moment probably would have been like my hair or people being like you know past the skin color as you're like coloring in a picture and you'd like as a black person you'd give them the pink color but like how would you know that the skin color was not a brown color Mm -hmm. something like that or like people just being like oh you know your hair you know what's it look like under you know the braids Mm. I think things like that kind of triggered me aside from like racism that like my parents would get um Mm. in the streets like earlier on Mm. when we first went to the suburbs that we were living in is that
0: something you witnessed or something that they told you about definitely
1: something i witnessed yeah what happened so i think it would just be like the slurs like racial slurs quite often and that was like an indication of oh so like even now when i think of like you know how you see like holdens and they have like your typical quote-unquote australian yeah um and like they maybe have like the southern cross you know tatted on them or like on their car like a bumper sticker i think things like that kind of trigger me not Mm. like in a physical way where i'm like oh you know (laughs) like spazzing out or something but like it triggers me to think like oh that person could potentially be like a quote unquote redneck yeah Yeah. so i think for me like that's like embedded in me now like Mm. whenever i see the Southern Cross I'm like I don't know about this person man (laughs) they're nice here but I don't know what they're you know what you know
0: what's crazy about me is that when I interact with white people I'm not saying um this is not anything to offend white people but that's the only people (laughs) I've experienced um discrimination from so that's my experience so when I am around white people I have to suss them out first yeah like I have to see how they are towards me mm. before i react to anything because mm-hmm. if they give me some type of vibe where i'm like where they're like they don't want to be around me or is it because i'm black or is it because i'm muslim then i have to react off of that yeah, does that yeah, make yeah. sense
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's really hard especially because i moved away from home a couple of years ago to go to uni and mm-hmm. wish i didn't do this awesome. but Girl, um, if you
2: didn't do that you would have known how long you learned like, yeah, yeah i, I know yeah.
0: definitely i wouldn't be the person that i am now but First generation African, when your parents tell you take take these opportunities that are given to you, don't really think about it, just dive just dive in. Into it. Yeah, and that's what I thought. I got another uni offer and I was like, Yeah, let me go there. And then I ended up being with all these country white people that have never probably seen a black Muslim person before. And it was really hard. It was really hard just even interacting with yeah. them. You know, because they just they don't understand, they really don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then all these questions that they ask you, sometimes we feel like like it's offensive or anything, yeah. but they really just don't know. Yeah. And it kind of baffles me as well is how you don't know about black people when you live on a land or when you take over a land of blacks, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You'd like, how amazed, do
2: you not know? You'd be amazed the amount of people that are not, they have no education, no yeah. understanding whatsoever. Like, what, what, where have you been living?
0: One of the subjects that we take at uni is Aboriginal history, right? Because mm-hmm. We're in the health sector, so we have to cater to a- Aboriginal people. So these first-year white people, they really don't know anything about the country and the culture of the people that they've taken over. Mm-hmm. And it's actually proper sad, and it's no wonder that they really don't cater for Aboriginal people either mm-hmm. because they don't bother to learn. Mm-hmm. They really don't bother I'm to learn. I'm
2: pretty sure they learned in our school as
0: well. <laughs> yeah, 100%. We learn it's at important. school, but, we, but they lie to us. Mm. They lied to us about the history of this country, they lied by omission because my siblings actually came to me one day when they were in year six and she was like she was like to me, Yeah, did you know that um the Aboriginal um do you know that white people um took the land of these people? And I was like, Do you think that they just gave it to them? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, no, they were killed and they were murdered and they were raped to get the land of this country. So it's like, then they got so confused and they were like, really?
1: Yeah, they like <laughs> sell the culture in a way of like, you know, they, the indigenous people, weren't here first. Yeah. Like we had to save the land we had to like preserve it you know for yeah. future generations and it's confusing it really like is. it really is confusing
2: do you guys think of it like even in our generation now and the say today we might not be physically getting whiter but do you feel like people's cultures and identities are going away like fading away as well
1: yeah and i think it's just that whole part of trying to i don't think people intentionally try to mm. assimilate into um, white Australian culture I think it's just I around think. us and you you want to fit in, you want to not stand out so you adopt yeah. certain like mannerisms and you like certain foods or you'll go to like certain um, restaurants and you know when it comes to like gentrification like Footscray or Sunshine you know getting mm. done up um, things like that, you don't really think twice about it, it's more just so like oh my goodness, they're redoing this area of Footscray and Sunshine so yeah, it look nice, yeah. or you know Footscray, you know that African um, strip where it's just like pure Africa There's just like yeah. stores and things, you know people are like, oh you know that place isn't so scary anymore it's yeah. because people did once upon a time yeah. look at that one specific area look at Footscray, it's like this scary place but now there's like businesses like home businesses local businesses can i add something
0: yeah i know that there's a lot of asian places in melbourne that have the same strips and a lot more like i went to box hill one day um and there was a the whole area was just Asian shops how come no one feels scared when it's asian people doing it but when it's Africans, it's like it's like oh no i can't go there i'm too scared or they're gonna rob me or whatever media yeah 100 percent. 125 percent.
1: media, I media. Feel, yeah i feel like the um asian like the is more so looked at as like an economic benefit mm. right whereas you know our people we kind of are looked at as just like Migrants, refugees, like that's our narrative, unfortunately. So yeah, media is a...
0: Media, now that I'm thinking about (laughs) it's just a tool to manipulate.
1: Yeah.
0: It really is, because nothing that they say is true. Because when you look at the media media and the news, you see it as something that's always going to be the truth. But it's so biased. Like, anyone that thinks the media is unbiased... You need like, help. <laughs> you do. You need help. You do. Yeah. Like, you know what? It confused me so much is why they were pushing and pushing this African gang thing. Like, I was wondering why... They were trying to create fear. They were trying to create fear. Like, even... um, I don't even know who... What's our prime minister's name? Yeah, Scott Morrison? Yeah, it nice. just keeps on changing that doesn't it Yeah, yeah. Wow. There's Scott Morrison there. I'm pretty sure he does not give a shit about African gay but why it's because he knows that Australians that's what they want they want to get rid of African people so person like Scott Morrison to get to win the election and to feed off his agenda he's going to have to push out what Australia wants right and what does Australia want a white Australia yeah. so he probably doesn't even care and it's it's so weird the way the way it keeps still changing because in the nineties wasn't it the Asians and then like early two thousands it was Muslims, now it's Africans. Like doesn't doesn't the pattern like confuse you? Like now who's who's gonna be next? Who's gonna be the next
1: target? And they love to align it with what's trending like worldwide. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. see like Trump coming in, he's like it's always fear. Uh, like, it's always fear. fear. Yeah. If you
2: instill fear in your people then they'll feel the need. Every throughout history they've always instilled some sort of fear, whether it's from people, whether it's from financial financially mm. disease you know, anything. They've always created some sort of fear. And once they create the fear, that's when the people start needing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And that's how politics and governments and that's how they all roll. But another thing is to be aware is you, with, with this whole gang, it's not only affecting the white people, it's also impacting the black people as well. Highly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you see black people that are too scared of other black people. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I find that very, yeah. very interesting.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, and it's like how do you how do you minimise this situation now? Because you have, like, your own people, afraid of your own people mm. because of a stereotype mm. that probably maybe their parents are enforcing in them, like, hey, don't hang out with, like, these no. kinds of people because that does happen. That's yeah. not something that's not happening. Yeah, Like, this. it's so weird and it's so hard to kind of work around because you don't want to, like... Turn people away from like their families and their perspectives, but you also want to just guide them in like. They
0: also turn away from themselves as well.
1: Hundred percent.
0: Like we self hate. Self hate definitely. Like now the youth as well, when they see these African gang stuff being pushed, and it makes them ashamed to be African. It makes them ashamed yeah. to be who they are, and then like They have to
2: overcompensate. Mm-hmm. acts Themselves and try to make themselves approve something to somebody yeah constantly doing stuff it's, it's
1: constantly
2: insane. and that's imagine transforming your whole identity yeah. just because you're scared i know it's a lot easier to hide your islam because
0: what people would do would just won't say that they're muslim or that they won't um uh, wear the headscarf they will just take it off but your blackness is something that you can't hide mm. you know so you would have to make up for it in other ways
1: and it's something that you shouldn't hide like yeah. i say it to people all the time you have come from parents who have done x y and z to Mm. come to like melbourne or australia so you have a unique perspective you know that you're first generation australian and if you have no other family outside of your intermediate family then you have something special in that that you can like use to help the people around you like there is so much uniqueness Mm. in your circumstance like, you don't have to come from, like, generations and generations of, like, African Australians to be, like, successful, yeah. to be, like, welcomed and loved by society. Like, yeah. you need to, like, use that uniqueness in you mm. and then you need to elevate off of that because at mm. the moment that's kind of all you can do is... Yeah. You have mm. to try and move forward for, like, the people around you, yeah. essentially.
0: And that's really hard when you're being told constantly that you ain't shit. And the thing is even, like... Organizations like ASO and stuff like that actually really does make a difference because I didn't see that growing up.
1: Mm, yeah, same. And if there wasn't growing up, I just go- admired media. Yeah. <laughs> like the black societies like in high school like dramas and stuff, like bring it on. I'd be like, Oh my god, look at that group of black people. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have that here. Maybe one day I'll move to America and yeah. you know, yeah. be in that. Yeah. And you find that a lot of youth are like turning towards that now. Yeah. Which is kinda like their, you know, gateway into like trying to maybe like live in this crime quote-unquote like kind of mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. like them turning to like other ways instead of just healthier coping mechanisms to help mm-hmm. them fit in society that's
2: 100 right and something you said before about our parents and like the struggles that our parents have been through when people say oh i'm struggling with life i'm like what are you
1: struggling she just birthed five children. Yeah. yeah. She came to Australia on her own. and She's yeah. a single mother. Yeah. Like, she is looking after us. She's cooking for us. She's studying. Yeah. Like, studying, yeah. Talking about stable. you got a cold and you're, you're yeah. sick. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, it stresses
0: me. It's <laughs> like, okay. Do you feel like that's why a lot of um, parents don't understand as well what their children go grow- through growing up in the West? Because I know, I feel like, in African society, we don't take the African community. We don't take bullying seriously. Mm-hmm. Like if our child comes home and then they're like, "Oh, um, they they said this about me," it's like stop crying and man up.
1: Yeah, I do think um, a lot of our first generation issues are kind of sort of under the rug, or mm-hmm. it's, we're being told like, "Don't worry about that," or yeah. you know, yeah. that's like a white issue. Yeah. Um, and. It is because our parents don't know how to handle it other than they've, just, they've never seen it before. Um, True. Yeah. Or well, they've never
2: felt the need to share it with their parents. Yeah. Because they were like, how could I tell my mom that someone said something to me today when, you know, she's going through ABCD? You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you think, oh, is it that important? Or even when kids come home, you never know. Kids might come home and a mom's like busy doing something, or it's not like, oh, hey, how's your day? it's just like oh do your homework and even the basic yeah. baseline of communication does not exist sometimes especially in Africa. yeah
1: you know, there's so much going on there's
2: so much going on that it's more important for you to do your homework then you know
1: yeah 100 percent, and that's why like once again i think it's so important to build community like mm-hmm. having those people that know like okay this person is know sad um they're coming home they're not doing their homework or you know the teacher is telling you this okay that is a sign of maybe they're going through depression so Mm -hmm. it's so important that the people around you also are looking out for you heavily important because yeah your parents they may be because i i don't know about you guys but i can't i would not be able to tell you what my parents are currently going through like emotionally because they have now put on such a strong like face. So I don't know if they're sad. I don't know if Mm, they're angry. I don't know if they're struggling with work or maybe, you know, my mom's lonely. Like I can't tell Tell you you. anything Mm. because they've always been these strong people. Mm. Like that's why you need community. That's why you need family because someone else can maybe help pick you up when your parents don't see that you yourself as a child are going through something.
2: Yeah. I think another thing as well is, um, I always say this, is like you train your parents from the get-go start, you know. Yeah. So I'm not going to act brand new like at the age of 20. I'm not going to say, oh, I feel sad today. Like when I yeah. started kindergarten, I will tell you if I'm feeling sad. Yeah. You know? So it's about also being vocal because just because your parents don't communicate with you, you, need to create these relationships.
1: Yeah, which is so hard. I feel like like so many African assurances... That I know mm. of are struggling with this issue of just opening up mm. conversations, and because it is awkward, yeah, like it's, so good, <laughs> it's yeah. like my daughter or son, you know. Now they're going to university, and they think they know it all. Yeah. Like imagine as a parent, you've raised this child to be strong, and etc. Whatever you think they are, then they come home one day. They're like, "Mom, I'm sad," yeah. and then you know you give like an explanation, and it's maybe something petty to them. You know, as a parent, how do you handle that? It's like yeah. I didn't raise you to be like quite unquote, yeah. soft. <laughs> well,
2: where did this where did this sense of emotions come from? Yeah, here of 20 years. Yeah, it's like yeah. a brand new kid. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's why it's really important to have feelings always. So important. And like you said, even finding family members. You know, mm. you've got older siblings, even younger siblings. Speaking to someone about anything you feel, you know, is so important.
1: And building those like relationships with your lo- younger siblings, mm-hmm. like from the get go, because there's yeah. so many people who just. Have separate lives from their siblings, like you know what I mean. Yeah. So like starting, like even like it is awkward when you open up that first conversation with them, like you know, oh something silly like, how are you feeling today? And they're like, why are you asking me that? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> try to get them used to the idea of like speaking to you yeah. Yeah. is a very awkward process, but it's so needed. Like you have to do it.
2: Absolutely.
1: Just do it. The awkward, if, it, if something's awkward, it means that you're making like steps towards change. So definitely recommend doing it's that. It's first step. Yeah,
2: 100%. Yeah. Going back to ASO and everything about that, um, I just find it really interesting coming from a perspective of, someone that has come to your events and seen the great work you're doing, don't cry, you know? <laughs> I'm,
1: <joking. I> will. <laughs> nah, yeah, like, I'm being
2: honest about it. But I don't think we actually explained what ASA is We kind
0: of just yeah. kind of
2: jumped in. <laughs> no, but <laughs> you know what the thing is as well is that um, sometimes we need to be very, very careful yeah. with a person and then the organisation they work with or yeah. something that they represent because I feel like a lot of the times Someone like you, people probably don't say, oh, hey, Eunice, how are you? They're like, oh, hey, a- you know, how's ASO, you know? Yeah. And I feel like it's really important to also separate, separate it. Mm-hmm. Now that we're separated, we've separated, yeah, we to Now, you <laughs> know. now <it's>
1: ASO. <laughs> <laughs> um, So ASO is basically um, a not-for-profit run by all under 25-year-olds who just want to help young African Australians develop personally, Professionally and academically, we do that all through workshops or, and networking sessions. We also have an open email where people, young people, can send us their resume and we'll check it out. Um, I to do that. Yeah, so nice. that's a recent thing. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, cousins,
1: yeah um, just like shoot us an email at info at aso.org.au. Um, and we'll, you know, do our best to give you the best tips and tricks to like improving your resume, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's just a community basically um, where you can just come as you are. You don't have to pretend to be like super prestige or you don't have to feel any kind of shame. Just come to us. You can even join the committee if you want. Join in a couple of volunteering events and we'll just help you get that, um, get your best foot through the door, through whatever avenue you're trying to get into.
0: Yeah. ASO. <laughs> I know um, ASO was started in like 2014 was it all done by all uni students like
1: yeah so yeah. The, the organization started off as a university club Melbourne oh, University okay. um, and then they kind of just linked up with every other university African specific university club in Melbourne um, and mm. then through that just like held a range of events together and then from there it just kind of got more broad and then we are now currently working just at a national level, yeah. um, but more so in Melbourne.
2: Well wow, yeah. done, that's great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the past committee before me. Yeah, you know.
2: But then if you think about it on a level, like if you didn't continue to work, mm. it would have, like, you know, went down Yeah. <laughs> went in town Do you know what I mean? I not, but no, no, anyway. no, but like you said, also, it wasn't for the other community, mm. but you still, the great work is still continue till today, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, no, if, if it isn't being put in, then the like, results yeah. wouldn't be the same, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's crazy
0: how much you guys have grown in just four years. A lot. Yeah. I'm
1: impressed too, and I, yeah, I'm always like in awe.
0: But <laughs> I feel like also you guys get such great support from the community, or from the youth as well. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, that's really good, because that's exactly what we want, like, yeah. You know, ASO is here to help benefit you in a way, it's not here to just, you know, benefit itself. Like, the organisation is you as you. Yeah. yeah.
2: Something I really like about it is the fact that you cater for all Africans, it's mm. not necessarily, you know, yeah. like different, yeah. different cultures, and just yeah. a specific culture. Yeah. So I think that's really amazing. What do what you like most about working with different African communities?
1: It's the fact that we're all, like going... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and that we're all, like, literally kind of the same. I don't want to say that in a way where I'm, like, generalising, but yeah. we all have similar aspects, like, in our cultures. Like, things like um, jollof rice or plough or, yeah. you know... Um, There's like another type, like everyone, you know, like things like that. Like you ask them, you know, what's in that? And you're like, oh, it's like rice, meat, you know, chilies, um, so on and so forth. And you're like, oh, I have that in my culture, but we call it this name. Like things (laughs) like that. Or like you talk about like how your parents, you know, hate to say it, but how they disciplined you when you were younger growing (laughs) up to the age that you are now. And you're like, oh my gosh, my parents did that to me too. And it's like, especially when it comes to like conservativeness, um for me growing up like I always find it difficult to relate to like my friends who were of African background mm. like I'd be like oh you know um I can't go out like I have to ask my parents like two weeks beforehand right or else go and, be <laughs> out. and they're like what do you mean just ask them I'm like I can't like yeah. out of respect I can't and then like I met I started to meet like lots of African Australians um and they'd be like oh yeah nah my parents are like super strict too like yeah. I have to ask them two weeks beforehand as well. Like mm. you find like little things like that. And it's like, wow, this whole time I wasn't alone. Yeah, Like yeah, I yeah. wasn't weird. My parents just weren't like freaking out. There was actually truth in that. Yeah. So things like that, it just makes you feel more comfortable as a person. And then you realize, oh my goodness, I was so silly trying to like hide who I was. Like,
2: you can be a true self, yeah, really pretty can. much. Yeah. Like it's really hard for people to be their true self 100%. without judgment or anything like that. So that's yeah. yeah.
1: So is like, yeah, it just connects people. Like, honestly, it connects you with like-minded people. Yeah. And it's the best feeling, in my opinion.
0: I feel so empowered when I'm at Acer events. <laughs> like, I really, it's, uh, it's absolutely amazing. And the fact that you guys have gotten so much connections as well. Which like, is so
1: good. Yeah,
0: like what type of people do you guys have? Like, what type of organ other organizations and stuff come to ASO
1: events? So, ASO has since the beginning connected with organizations like KPMG, Commonwealth Bank, um, Victoria Police, yeah, uh, Morris Blackburn Lawyers, literally, and it's growing, the pool is growing, Victorian Chambers of Commerce and Industry, like, even though you aren't. Like, you may not be in the executive committee, mm-hmm. but like, you still have the ability to be connected to all these organizations. Yeah. Because, yeah, like I mentioned, like, it's not just for people in ASO, it's just for anyone that wants to better themselves. Like, you can connect yourself to these organizations. I mean, what if, what do people do if they want to join ASO? Oh, to join ASO, simply just shoot a message. Um, or come to the AGM that we'll be having very soon. Just stay posted on the Facebook page. Um, and you come to the AGM, you get elected in for whichever role you choose to, whichever role you put your hand up for. Um, and then there'll be like a voting that's going to take place. And yeah, it's very simple. Very, very, very simple. I mean,
0: are you guys looking to take in people?
1: 100%. Yeah. You don't have to, like, I know some people get a bit like they get taken back by the fact that it's a 12-month commitment thing. Yeah. And the commitment, if you're in the executive committee, is pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can even do, like, casual volunteering roles yeah. where you'll just, like, come help set up with an event. Um, but we'll make it as, like, we'll make it so that you get more out of it than just, like, putting chairs around a table. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll make sure that you have something to take away from it.
0: And you really benefit from
1: it. Yeah.
2: Regarding, regarding, oh, I know a lot of people want to create some sort of organizational or to do things, but you know, life, you know how it is, people yeah. got work, people got uni, what would you say, how do you handle it all, because I'm
1: sure yeah. you said you work, because <laughs> I just came from it.
2: Well, like, um, Do you reckon it's time management, what is it?
1: It's time management, because it is very time consuming, it's also... A lot of just passion and Mm. that being the driving force in it like anything if you're not passionate about you're not gonna find time to like fit it in your schedule Um, just knowing why you're doing something is what's gonna help you you know fit it into your schedule Mm -hmm. and sort it out in that sense I
2: think passion is so important like if you're (laughs) you're not passionate about something I think it'd be really hard to continue it
1: so stay motivated and yeah, and I think a lot of people um nowadays are trying to set up their like own organization, which is cool. I'd love to as well one day. um But then I also realize like it's important to like support other things as yeah, well. 100%. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, because there's no harm in doing that too. Like I'm all, that's why, hence, I'm always in the community because it's like yeah. <laughs> going like support everyone, and well, not really if you like prioritize yourself first (laughs) (laughs) and then like go and support what you can with the time that you can because I think that's how I started um I saw this saying it was like if you want to make like a real difference in the world start with yourself
0: Mm -hmm. start
1: with the community Mm -hmm. and then take on the world yeah because then that's just like the bridge that gets you to every other avenue that there is so yeah Working yourself in the community and in the world. <laughs> I mean, what have you learned from ASO?
0: Because you're still, you've been, how long have you been with ASO? I
1: think two years. Two years. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, not a I long mean, you, time. Could have, you could have left the first year, you know? <laughs> so,
1: uh, what made you stay? The people and the fact that it was everything that I was looking for before mm. joining ASO. Okay. Yeah. Like, I made, like, I literally made, because I remember. Sitting and thinking because my okay, my thing is that I want to be like Oprah, I would love to be like Oprah, (laughs) like in a sense of where, like, I want to be able to help people get that like authentic joy. Um, I want them to see that there's more to a situation and that things are deeper than what it is, and I want everyone else around them to see that. Um, so I was like oh my god I want to be like Oprah how do I do that okay cool let me go study media and comms nice um, but in the meantime like what am I going to do in between that I'm like okay so I need to start working with people alright let me go volunteer in my local community go do that um, met the founder founder came along I think it'd be good for ASO me being like what are you talking about what, <laughs> I'm is, like, what is ASO <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm just <laughs> casually volunteering um, and then getting into that and then um, ASO being, like, a huge, like, elevation for me in the sense of, like, it taught me how to, like, work with people better, mm-hmm. like, how to better be a leader. Never saw myself as, like, quote-unquote leader in my life growing up. I was very shy. Yeah. Um, public speaking was not my thing. <laughs> um, and I knew that I always wanted to make people feel good. Mm-hmm. Like, that was, like... It, you have, like, a talent or something, I knew that people always just used to just gravitate towards me. Um, I never knew why, but I just knew people felt, like, some kind of, like, safeness around me. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I... Uh, did, uh, where did I come from? <laughs> you were basically
2: telling us that you have positive energy. <laughs> <Right? Is> That's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> 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 yeah. And
1: then
2: what you've learned from me. So, so you... Yeah, and so I,
1: I'm now quote-unquote, what people would say a leader. But even, like, when I reflect on it, I'm really, like, I'm really not. I'm just your friend. (laughs) Like, I'm literally just being your friend. Like, I'm being a good friend. Um, So ASO taught me how to be a leader, and that helped me get my current job today, Um, just because I honestly learned so much from ASO. Like, everything that you would learn in a workplace is what you would learn in ASO if you choose to take on an executive um, position you do your finance um you do your event management your pr your media and comms. like literally everything that you do in the workforce is mm-hmm. in ASO, and it's like you can make mistakes in the organization yeah.
2: <laughs> which is okay. really yeah. cool
1: because i am terrified of making mistakes i'm mm-hmm. a perfectionist to like the core um yeah so like when you do make a mistake it's like oh, okay no worries okay. let's think of a solution. Let's get through this and you have that support behind you. So it's really cool. Like that, yeah.
0: I mean, in saying that, like, organizations like ASA actually give the youth hope. Yeah. the like direction and guidance, because mm. that's, oh, that's what's really needed, you know? Yeah, 100%. Like percent We have all the students that are confused and don't know where they're going. Let me go see what ASA is doing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Let me go talk to someone from ASA.
1: Yeah. Honestly, yeah. that's, like, my goal, because even, like, when I reflect on my high school experience, like you'd see the people who the teachers would try and put into VCAL like they mm-hmm. try to put okay. them there for like a reason. Yeah. But like maybe these people weren't confident in their skills. And then after that, they themselves just start to see themselves as like someone who isn't capable of doing something that is more in the like technical round, in a sense, if that makes yeah. sense. Um So yeah, I think like going into ASA is like, your perspective broadens. And it's just that ability to make mistakes. Like, I can't, like, stress that enough. Like, I don't know, like, as high school students, young people, did you ever feel, like, worried to, like, make a mistake? Did you not want to be, like, laughed at and look differently? Even, like... I
0: think, for me, it's, like, if I did something wrong, or it's because you're the black person. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah. that's what everyone, like, recognises yeah. in media. Yeah. Um. unfortunately but yeah it's so it's literally an open canvas like yeah. come learn <laughs> make mistakes laugh just be authentic and just feel safe yeah safe. yeah
2: i think it's really important that you mentioned how during your university um years you went and did this like i think it's so important that as university students or people that are going to school or whatever to do extracurricular activities, you know, Mm -hmm. volunteering. A lot of people, I don't want to generalise, but a lot of people just don't go out there in fear of, you know, not fitting in, you know, failing, making mistakes, being judged, you
1: know. And if there's one thing I noticed, like, being in a full-time position now is that you actually have to, like, there's so many things that you would do which in university you can kind of, like, brush away. Like, it's, like, public speaking. Like, you actually have to, like, stand up and present in front of your department. And so many people tell me this who are in full-time positions now. You know, when it's, like, the end of the week, they'll have to, like, stand up and present what their findings were, like, throughout their work week. Like, things like that. Like, sometimes your um, manager or team leader will be like, oh, can you present in front of these people for me? And you can't be like, what are you talking about? I'm not good at public speaking. You can't do that. Like, you actually have to like go and do what it is that your team leader has said, just because that's your job description. Yeah. So like, small things like this, like you never like realize.
2: And you never know when you're
1: gonna need this skill that you've developed
2: from your extracurricular activity or anything like that. So that's pretty amazing.
1: A hundred percent, especially because like. In high school, did you ever, like, do, like, a presentation and, like, everyone, your friends would laugh at you? They're, like, yeah. oh, is that just me?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually had a presentation. Actually, I think I had a presentation. Yeah. <laughs> like, hi, guys. And I was, like, and I was good laughing. Yeah. Had, like all of you's out, you out. Yeah. Know? Like, things and like that. And it was that. okay to do that, but in, like, a professional manner. Uh-huh. Mm, like, Keep that laugh to yourself.
1: Exactly, yeah. So, like, small weird things like that, like, you learn how to overcome them at ASO. And like feeling embarrassed or, you know, what happens if I like make a mistake mid-sentence, you know, that person that I think I'm dumb, Mm -hmm. I think it's because of where I've come from, like just learning how to get over things like that.
0: I mean, you only started with ASO two years ago and it helped you so much. I mean, imagine people that come 17, 16, what they'd benefit even before uni and before work. Like they benefit from it so much. So guys, if you're listening to this, go check out ASO. I and
2: mean, go for opportunities. Go for things that. Yeah. like, For me, on a personal level, I used to just keep it very comfortable. I was pretty comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty comfortable. Yeah. Life, you know? mm. And then, like, as soon as I changed my mindset to, to taking opportunities, I'm like, I mean, blackness was never a problem for me. Thank God. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I mean, like, that made like that was a strength for me. But I feel I like it. taking opportunities, just going whatever scares the living crap out of you, go yeah. for it. Because you learn so much from it. And that's something I've learned something from you yeah.
1: It's something we've all learned. And even just like getting around friends who encourage you. Yeah. That. You need yeah. that. So if I had like a friend like you when I was younger, yeah. I'd be so confident. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, yeah. Like you need friends who can like help reinforce that. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah.
0: I mean, even this scares the living shit out of me. Like, <laughs> I can't do yeah. energy, but it's me pushing myself to do something yeah. that I've never done before, you know. Mm. And that's just seeing my potential, my greatness, and my Africanness. Yeah. And it's like just because I'm black doesn't mean I can't do things mm. other people can do. You yeah,
1: hundred percent. And even yeah. like I think something like this is scary. Like you're literally putting yourself out there. Yeah. The literally. <laughs> 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 Hello, look at me. <laughs> and she's gonna like be there for like Ever <laughs> Yeah. Like literally. So yeah. I think something like this is cool.
2: And I think as well is it's really important to be your true self as well. Hundred
1: mm, percent. Yeah.
2: 100%. And that's really important. Because really there's no point of us having a conversation. Like, guys, we're just literally having a conversation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like having a conversation, having a surface-based conversation. We're like, yeah, blackness, oh, yeah.
1: yeah These are the yeah. problems
2: ABC. But, like, mm-hmm. genuinely understanding that, yes, it's hard to be black, but how we look at it is the most yeah. important thing.
1: Exactly. Or here's a
2: contact to yeah, help
1: you. 100%. Yeah, 100%. The issues that you're going through, yeah. Because it can be intimidating sometimes, like going to a space and talking about... My <laughs> so Africanness, yeah. like, so intense. Yeah. Um. It's something that I don't think people are used to. Yeah. I don't think I would. I think in my head, like, even a lot of outer Africans aren't used to like talking about things like this amongst a whole room of like white people. Yeah. So yeah, commend you guys for taking it online <laughs> and just... <laughs> I feel like a lot of the times we don't.
2: We underrate people, you yeah. know, organizations, people. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people doing great work out there. You know, oh, shout-outs yeah. to everyone doing great work. Shout-outs yeah. to you. Yeah. Shout-outs <laughs> to your whole team, <laughs> you know. Shout-outs <laughs> to-, <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, no, shout to everyone that's trying to make it out here, you know. Yeah. Shout-outs to everyone that thinks, that thinks our blackness is a strength, you know. Right.
1: Literally, yeah. yeah. And people will try to tear you down for it.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, thanks so much, Eunice, for Yeah, thanks,
2: Eunice. You've been great.
0: great. <laughs> like she literally just came on. I don't think you really knew what we were doing. This no. is our first episode, but you just came for support. So thank you so much for that. Yeah. Thank you for having me. No, it was lovely. <laughs> okay, then,
2: Did you, uh, do you want to wrap this up? Or you want to keep going? <laughs> What's going on? You, you want to wrap, wrap it up? Yeah. Um, gonna thank, it up? You. Well, thank you. We're going to supposed to wrap it up even more. I oh, thought thank you it was a wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs>